Hello and welcome to The View from the Ninian. I'm Scott Salter and today we're looking forward to Saturday's championship opener against Wigan Athletic. Because they travel up to Wigan on Saturday looking to get their championship season off to a winning start with three points on the road. Looking forward to that game and the City's transfer business so far with our very own Gareth Baker. We're also getting the insight on Cardiff City's rumoured new striker, Robert Glatzel, from German football writer Chris Williams. And we also get the Wigan point of view from Chris from the Pie at Night, a Wigan podcast. It's a good one. Enjoy, and let's hope the City get off to a winning start on Saturday. Mr. Gareth Baker, hello. Hi Scott, how you doing mate? I'm not too bad mate, how about you? Yeah, I'm good mate, I'm good. Uh, hoping for the transfer silly season to end soon and just, you know, kick off the season, do you know what I mean? Well, I was just going to ask you how, how you've enjoyed the off-season, but uh, sound about that, not not too great for you. Um, well, no, no, like, to be, who does enjoy off-season, do you know what I mean? I just want to get back to watching Cardiff play, but it's, it's the transfer business that we've done um, is... You know, adequate in my opinion, but it's almost like I'm I'm kind of like fed up of uh, Cardiff City Twitter at the moment because everyone's <laughs> kind of a bit ungrateful and they're just expecting like you know Messi to sign for us or something. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. no, you know it's good good preseason results unbeaten, so it could it could have gone a lot worse. And for you, I don't know people that know, but our guys has been a busy boy this summer with his his new football podcast, Goalpost for Jumpers. And I feel like I'm in esteemed company, the number one podcaster in Malta. Yes, mate, you're right. Um, yeah, you're welcome for me coming on. By the way, it's uh, very busy. No, I'm joking. No, yeah, thanks for thanks for the plug. Yeah, it's been a busy uh, busy old summer. Just uh, trying to get as much uh, sports broadcasting stuff done before I start my masters in September. But yes, yeah, so it's going well, mate. Enjoying it. Cracking. Well, got some quick fire questions for you guys before we get into uh, a couple of transfers and then the Wigan game. Um, so just a couple of quick ones. First of all, where do you think Cardiff will finish this year? Uh, in the Championship, I think I, uh, the, my season preview, which is going to come out soon, isn't it, on the View from the Ninian website, yes. I I predicted that we would come first. I think um, we've definitely got what it takes to come top of the league, even if we don't sign a striker, because I think we're pretty stacked in that area as it is. I know a lot of people would strongly disagree with that and it's certainly an unpopular opinion but yeah, I'd say first. I think we can finish first. Yep. Um, but you never know what happens in the championship which is why I love that league because it's so unpredictable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's no uh, there's no kind of clear runners this year as there was with Wolves two years ago. You know, They were the clear, spent big money, big players, European experience. Um, there's not that this year, you know. It, it it could go anyway. You know, Brentford could win it, Fulham could win it, we could win it, Huddersfield could win it. You know, could go yeah, go anyway. Definitely. Next question, guys: Who's going to be the star man this year? Star man for me, I can see. Um, you know, it's kind of it's it's kind of the easy option when you ask this question to choose an attacking player because you know goals are just more you know attractive thing whereas no yeah so much yeah exactly so for me i i I can really see joe rawls uh becoming one of the championship's best central midfielders next season i think he's a season midfielder now he handed himself pretty well in the premier league um in quite an average side so um yeah i think rawls has what it takes to kind of do a whitnam 
I guess just yeah. uh, be that composed man in the centre midfield and dictate the play. Um, yeah, I've got high hopes for him. Either him or Lee Peltier, I think. Lee Peltier. I've got a, a massive fan of Lee Peltier. Yeah. Well, both of them finished the season really well, didn't they, in the Premiership? After particularly sort of January onwards, they were really important. I think Rawls, in particular, is the type of player that would really benefit from from that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think. It, it was nice to see, especially uh, towards the end of the Premier League campaign, that Peltier was finally kind of getting the credit he deserved. Um, you know, he's he's a veteran at this stage. Warnock described him as, you know, a fine wine the other day in a press conference. So I think I think defensively we're very lucky to have someone like Peltier and Rawls especially, um, you know, with that Premier League experience like you just mentioned, is invaluable going into a championship campaign. Absolutely. I know on your podcast you do uh, a Would You Rather, so I've got one of those for you. Would you oh. rather lose both games to Swansea and get promoted or beat Swansea twice and not get promoted? Oh, God, that is it's much better than the ones we ask on my podcast. <laughs> um, uh, bloody hell, that's a hard one, mate. Fair play. So you've got uh, you can beat Swansea twice and stay in the championship yeah. or lose to them twice and get promoted. No. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, it's spot on. Uh oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> such a hug. <laughs> Do you know what? Um Oh I would take beating Swansea twice at this point. It's been it's been that long, mate. I'm sex, I'm sexually starved of the South Wales derby, <laughs> so yeah. I tell you no, that's I'd, one of uh, the things you've seen uh, you mentioned that, that Carter Twitter has been slightly insufferable the last few weeks. The the bitterness between Cardiff and Swansea fans just over stupid things this preseason has just been unbearable like Swansea fans comparing uh, that they've got more followers on Twitter to us like yeah it's, 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 it's like when you're you know it's like when you have a missus and you just argue over mundane stuff because you're bored you know? <laughs> like there's no, nothing happening do you know what I mean Whereas you need like some bragging points to actually you know argue over at the moment we're just kind of scraping the barrel just to what to insult each other with and when I saw that we <laughs> we were like having an argument over who's got the most followers on Twitter I was like oh my god I'm ready to de- deactivate Twitter <laughs> until like August honestly yeah it's, it's, it's insufferable but um, listeners let us know what you'd rather would you rather lose both games to Swansea and get promoted or beat Swansea twice and not get promoted tweet us at VFT Ninian uh, and after a quick, quick break, and we will be discussing transfer business. We're back with Gareth Bacon. We're chatting about Cardiff's transfer business this summer. Because before in the first section, you said that you think Cardiff's transfers so far have been adequate. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I think. Um... You know, a lot of a lot of um, Cardiff fans are wanting that star striker to sign for us um, because that is something that we definitely lacked in the Premier League. Well, to, it's, it's not something we lack in the Championship because we've we've got Bobby Reid. I know he's not an out and out striker, but he's proven that he can score in the Championship with 19 goals in I think four, 40, 42 games, I believe. Anyway, like we got Callum Patterson when he's fit, he scored ten the last time. Yeah, top goal scorer last time, wasn't he? Exactly. You know, you've got Mendes Lang, who's definitely worth it on this form. 
at least 10 goals and a few assists by the way he's been putting them in the box as well Murphy as well I just I think I think we're a bit um a bit spoiled now like not 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 I'm not criticizing Cardiff fans but because we've been to the Premier League and we've seen the caliber of strikers in the Premier League we're now going back down to the championship where they're much worse and the defense defenders are much worse um so in our striking department yeah it would be great if we added you know someone who's proven to score 15 20 plus goals in a good league but I'm not too concerned about that at the moment um defensively I think Aidan Flint is an absolutely outstanding sign in uh if if you take into account what he'd done at Bristol and um uh, Swindon beforehand and I can't remember I think possibly Fleetwood was it Fleetwood before I'm not quite sure but yeah uh, he's 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 got the goal return that some strikers have had <laughs> in the past uh, uh, it's he he has the potential to be um a Cardiff great a cult figure I believe just because of the sheer size of him the way he plays he's definitely the kind of defender we as fans take to hopefully he can scratch off that bad season he had with Middlesbrough last season yeah. but if there's someone to get the best out of him get him back to his best I think it's Warnock um, and then who else uh, midfield Vokes. yeah Will Vokes uh, is um, a, you know bloody hell what a sign in like yeah. he seems yeah. a perfect Warnock player yeah, and I think we've uh, we lost Aaron Gunnison, um, but I think not only, not only have we replaced Aaron Gunnison, I think we've potentially replaced Gunnison with a better version of Gunnison. Yeah, uh, you know, someone who can uh, get a few stats in the season, a few assists, a few goals. Gunnison was kind of lackluster in that department. Um, yeah. So well, I think Vox got th- was it six or seven goals last season for for yeah, a poor Rotherham. Six- yeah, six goals and I believe eight assists, but that could be completely wrong. And I, you know, yeah, I think it's in, in that, that region. Yeah. Um, so midfield, we've obviously got Volks, we've got Rawls, um, Bakuna. I think can be can surprise everyone. Although he was terrible against uh, OGC Nice. Um, yeah, I think we need to add another central midfielder, some a proven playmaker. Yeah, talks of of Harry Arter although I saw that Tom Coleman's kind of said that that's quite wide from the mark but would you take Harry Arter back? Um, yeah I would yeah 100% um, I kind of had to pause a bit then because I wasn't happy with his conduct about going to Fulham and yeah. you know um, what he'd done there but you know he's not someone who scores goals he's not someone who really gets any assists but he's got that wealth of experience. Um, you know, he's definitely he definitely can score goals. He's got 29 goals in 232 games at Bournemouth. Uh, he's represented his country. You know, why would we turn that down? Um, Very good in the championship, I'd say. Yeah, it'd be a brilliant sign-in. I think I'm just a bit bitter about the fact that he just didn't automatically choose to stay with us. Mm. Um, it's, it's almost like he's waited in, until we were the only option left. But, you know, as you said... Um, that uh, Tom Coleman guy from Wales Online said it's, there's no legs in it anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm just, to be honest, man, I'm just happy to see someone who works for a newspaper giving us in the no knowledge rather than sports journalism students. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. a good sign in that word. Yeah, I, I agree. And like I said, on, on Volks, I think that there's two things. I think he's a, a brilliant player, but I mean, his long throw is just a brilliant one, perfect replacement of goodness in that department. I think one of the most important things 
and it really used to wind me up last summer in the championship is whenever Gunnison was was injured and then we'd put Sean Morrison on the throws it's pointless yeah. you need Sean yeah. if you haven't got Sean Morrison in the box there's no point hurling a long throw in um, so he keeps staring and you know Morrison and Aidan Flint and potentially you know a big target man well, and Hannah and getting on the end of a Volk's throw you wouldn't mind Morrison taking the throws anymore because you got Aidan Flint. Flint. Yeah, that's true. So it's I I, I think um, between Flint and Morrison, you know, our centre halves next season could go into bloody you know thirty plus goals. <laughs> It'd be like one of those you know football manager when you said the like the corner hack things. Yeah, you said oh, drafting twenty goals from corners. That'd be alright, wouldn't it? It would. And you, you said you don't necessarily buy into the the narrative that we need a, a striker. Is there anything else you think we do need? You mentioned a centre midfielder. Yeah, I think um, I think if it stays as it is right now and there's no more outgoings, but I think Warnock mentioned there might be a couple more, which does frighten me a little bit. Um, I think if Etheridge goes, Joe Day's good enough. He's shown that he's good enough in pre-season to step into that role. And Smithy's um, still here, of course. Smithy's still here, who's also reliable. Uh, to be honest, um, if we add another playmaker... I've seen where I've had in that. Is it Gavin White from Oxford? Yeah, I think he's more of a winger, isn't he? Yeah, as in that would be good backup for our wingers. So I think if we get someone who's a proven playmaker uh, who can... It's, it's it's difficult, really, because what position... Where would you play him? You've got... At the moment, you've got Bakuna and Rawls as the kind of holding midfielders, and then Bobby Reed attacking midfield. You just need someone kind of to um, be backer for Bobby Reid and I'd be more than happy I'm more than happy with what we've got right now Is that Lee Tomlin? Oh, do you know what? I'd be over the moon I'd be absolutely over the moon I went to go watch us play um, OGC Nice Is it Nice or Nisa? I can't even Nice I think Yeah terrible. French pronunciation isn't great but I think it's Nice Yeah obviously I went to watch uh, that game and Tomlin obviously come on and uh, I was I want him to do so well because of obviously his um him coming out when and saying that he suffered from depression and yeah. at one point contemplated suicide is it's, it's it was horrible but and you kind of want to root for him now because he's he's done the hard work Absolutely, you know he's yeah. he's, tri- he's he's trim and do you know what he was one of the best players on the on the pitch when he came on um so yeah as you said scott that'd be it'd be great if if he does stick around and is back up for bobby reed yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree. I think that Tomlin deserves that chance. He's, you know, the talent was always there. It was maybe his work ethic or the application. And he seems to have taken that into his own hands this summer and really, you know, trimmed himself up and, and is in really good shape and working hard when he came on against, against Nice. And, you know, I'm quite excited by that, that Gavin White as well. If we do get him, I think the fee's rumoured two million. Um, I didn't know too much about him, so I, I spoke to George Ellick from uh, Not the Top Twenty, and of course we had Ali from Not the Top Twenty on last week's podcast. George mm. is, a, is an Oxford fan, and and this is the description he, he gave to me of White. He said he's pretty devastated that he's leaving. He's quick, direct, and a very good player. It would have been a joke for him to stay in League One another year. Um, Cardiff have got a gem, so really exciting. Wow. Really exciting. Warnock loves a winger, doesn't he? And um, yeah, you know, Mendes Lang's in good form. Josh Murphy could be a championship, you know, beater, but he's the inconsistency, isn't he? You need to get that right. And it'd be interesting to see what happens with Junior Hoylet this year. He had a poor season last year. Um, so we're going to see how he can how he can step up again in the championship. 
I think Junior Hoyler is definitely got what it takes to. I mean, he's he's not a spring chicken. Like he's not as young as he was last time, but he did he did bag. I think was he ten goals? Was it ten goals he had last time? Something like that. Yeah, and he was our player of the season, wasn't he? I think. Yeah, like you know, why why are we not talking about? In fact, if you ask me, Scott, I would prefer Junior Hoyler to start over Murphy at the moment because the way Murphy played in preseason, he was terrible, like yeah. awful. I didn't really see him kind of do anything of note other than lose the ball constantly but maybe he needs that kick up the arse of an actual competitive match to be good but yeah um gavin white you know he he scored uh seven goals in 36 games last season for oxford and you know i couldn't be more excited by uh what that uh, oxford fans description of him saying that it would be a joke if he did stay in that league anymore you know that's that what a, what a compliment that is Absolutely, and if anyone can spot a gem from from League One, it is you know Warnock, isn't it? We've seen Etheridge and Mendes Lang step up, and mm-hmm. hopefully Gavin White's White's the next one. Yeah, you know, here's here's hoping. Yeah, and the name that that's kind of broken today for uh, for the striker position is is a German actually, Robert Glatzel. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, mm. Thirteen goals in the German second division last year for Heidenheim, and he scored a hat trick against. Bayern Munich, and I'm not sure there's many Cardiff City strikers that, that that can put claim to that. No, we don't know <laughs> too. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's he's gone on to be be brilliant for Schalke, hasn't he? After leaving uh, yeah. after leaving Cardiff, which I don't think any of us could have predicted. Um, but I mean, I don't know much about him. I, I'm I doubt you do, Baker. Not to question your Bundesliga second Bundesliga knowledge. <laughs> no, I, I don't know much about him, but his Wikipedia page is great. Um, <laughs> this is everything that's on his Wikipedia page. Robert Nestor Glatzel, born 8th of January 1994, is a German footballer who plays as a forward for FC Heidenheim. And then that's it. <laughs> Just nothing else. Lovely. Well, we do uh, have someone that knows a bit more about Robert Glatzel. It's German football expert Chris Williams, and he's up next. Tell us a bit more about Cardiff's potential new striker. <laughs> Well, as Baker and I talked about then, we don't know too much about Robert Glatzel, but one man that does is Chris Williams, a football journalist who covers the Bundesliga and European football, and he's joining me now. Hi, Chris. Hi, Scott. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Excited by all this transfer talk for Cardiff City. First of all, am I pronouncing that right? Is it Robert Glatzel? Yeah, that, yeah, that'll be fine. Um, you could go a little bit more on the A, but I'm pretty sure it'll be anglicised like um, most players are when they come <laughs> over to the UK. So, um, yeah, he'll soon let you know if he doesn't like it like that. Well, Chris, Cardiff City fans obviously don't really know too much about Glatzel. And when we spoke earlier, he said he's a bit of a journeyman, good season. You know, obviously, that hatcher against Bayern has got a few people excited, but you thought he was a bit of a strange signing for Cardiff. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, I can probably see where Cardiff are coming from this because he's really excelled in the second Bundesliga. So it is the German equivalent of the championship. So I I can see, you know, where this is going to go. Um, But I don't know. It's it's a bit of a gamble for me. He's played at various clubs at at different levels, um, sometimes in the second side. But on the plus side, he's only 25, and um, I'm, I'm very much in the camp of saying that players normally hit their prime round about 25, 26, and he's coming off the back of a decent season. So um, if he can produce the sort of 
um, display he did in the Alliance against um, Bayern Munich for you next season, for Cardiff next season, I'm sure all the fans in the world will be happy. And he's been a bit of a journeyman and he, he spent a lot of time with various sort of second teams, hasn't he, with 1860 Munich and Kaiserslautern, but at Heidenheim he seemed to, to find home a bit and 17 goals in 55 appearances is a pretty good good record, um, but really the first season that he's managed to, to score plenty of goals. Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, he hit double figures last season in the um, Bundesliga and then also notched a few in the DFB Pokal, thanks in main part to that game um, against Bayern. But outside of that, his averages aren't particularly good over a season. Um, he didn't. He's done okay when he's dropped down. It was with Kaiserslautern and he played in the um, Regionella, which is the amateur leagues um, for Kaiserslautern 2. Um, and he did okay there, but obviously... Um, the Championship and 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 the Premier League and um, and the Bundesliga is is a step up from that. So, I mean, Heidenheim are a decent side. They've kept their manager um, for a very long time, and they're one of those sides that's always there or thereabouts for the either the relegation promotion playoff spot in the second Bundesliga or they're knocking on the door of automatic promotion. They've just never really been able to achieve that of, of late. But they're a good side um, and they play some exciting football. Um, so, I mean, he knows where the goal is based on last season. So, I presume um, that's why he's he's been looked at by Cardiff City. And what can you tell us a bit about his, his style of play? Obviously, he's six foot four, and I'm sure that would have uh, appealed to Neil Warnock, who you know, does like to play the ball in the air a fair bit and likes his set pieces and long throws. Is that his main his main sort of asset, or is he is he good on the ball? I mean, yeah, he is quite good on the ball. Um, you know, he's got a very good touch. I, I wouldn't particularly say he's the best at holding the play up. So if, if he gets the ball with his back to goal and you're looking for players to play off him, it's maybe not one of the best things he can do. But um, get him in front of goal and play the ball in front of him. Um, he, he is very good. And he's also very good at reading what the defender's going to do. So last season particularly, um, if, if, if he was running in on goal and, and maybe something wasn't on, he was clever enough to be able to draw a foul. Um, and then he's pretty good from from distance himself. So, um, I mean, as an out-and-out number nine, as long as he hasn't got his back to goal and, and Cardiff are looking for him to hold up the play, dare I say, a little bit like Emil Heskey did in, in the past, um, then he's not going to be a player like that. But for striker-wise, yeah, he's a big, tall lad and he, can, he certainly knows where the goal is, as I say, just based off last season. Certainly sounds an interesting option, Chris. And for the rumoured five million fee or in that region, do you think that represents good value for Cardiff? Yeah, I do because um, all clubs um, across Europe will add a English. Um, sorry, apologies to everybody. We'll ask. We'll add a, an English league. I do know Cardiff are Welsh. <laughs> You've got Welsh family. Don't worry. Uh, we'll add an English league premium. So. I'll we'll probably say he's worth in a region of about three million pounds, so maybe a slight overpay. But in the big scheme of things, um, in in the transfers in English and UK football and world football at the moment, um, if he can score the amount of goals he did last season for five five and a half million pounds, I think that's a really good buy. Well, Chris, thanks so much for joining us and providing that insight on Robert Glatzel. If anyone wanted to to chat to you about him a bit more on Twitter, where can they find you? Yeah, feel free to do so. You can find me at um, Chris78Williams. Um, and yeah, apologies for labelling some of the Cardiff fans English there. I hope they don't hate me too much for that. Well, with, with a name like Williams, you, you get away with being a bit Welsh. I've, I've got a good, long Welsh family life. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you very much once again. Cheers, thanks a lot. Hey,
Well, guys, really interesting to hear from Chris there about Robert Glatzel. And, you know, by the time this is released, he might be in a Cardiff Rumours are that he's in South Wales today talking to the club. Um, whether if he does sign, if he's if he's in the squad for Saturday against Wigan, um, that's obviously our first game of the championship season. And Wigan finished 18th last year, uh, just avoided relegation. In terms of opening games for the season, how do you rate that? How happy are you with, with Wigan away? Um, I mean... Yeah, I don't think they're strong contenders next season. Some people are tipping them for relegation, a few bookies. So, um, I mean, yeah, it could could be a good start. They've obviously got Anthony Pilkington and David Marshall playing for them. Yeah. Who um who do well? The, the the former has a lot to prove against Cardiff Pilkington, who I was gutted to see leave. To be honest. Yeah. Same. Uh, you know, they've got players like Josh Windus, Gavin Macy. Uh, but other than that, I don't know much about them other than, yeah, it would be a good start. If we can't beat Wigan away, then, you know, we're definitely not going to be able to get promoted. So it's a good <laughs> test. That's a nice early, early season optimism. There. It's one of those things, isn't it, of from Cardiff's point of view, you, you can look at it and think, well, you know, that's a winnable game. It's a nice way to start the season, get three points on the board nice and early. From Wigan's point of view, they could be up to it to prove a point and, you know, plenty of relegated teams have actually come down and struggled, haven't they? Once they once they've come down, and you know, Cardiff will be a scalp and a team that clubs will be looking at to to register three points and, and a bit of an upset. So we may see that if we're going to up for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like it it would be it's 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 a bit different this time around. I think we're kind of transitioning as fans to the championship, um, whereas before in the Premier League we kind of went into every game thinking what you know how could we nick this game whereas now we're kind of thinking we should win this game and personally for me I think we can win the league I want to win every single game that's in front of us no matter what so yeah I'd be disappointed and it sounds bad because the season hasn't even started yet but I'd actually be disappointed if we came away from this game with anything other than three points yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how Warnock and the side's mentality shift because the season in, in that we got promoted, we weren't favourites, or you know, we weren't even predicted to get anywhere kind of near that, having just avoided relegation the year before. So it'll be interesting that shift in mentality from always in the Warnock, seeing how we can nick wins or points, to suddenly go in and saying, right, we need to you know take this upon ourselves to try and win this game. It'll be really interesting to see how that shapes up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think Warnock is the man to uh, to do it for us again, mate. Definitely. Absolutely. And you mentioned two ex Cardiff players there, David Marshall and uh, Anthony Pilkington. Pilkington, obviously, both said we were gutted to to leave him. It's been a, a few years since David Marshall was at was at Cardiff, but a p- brilliant keeper for for the Blue is probably my favourite uh, keeper. You know, we had Neil Alexander when I was growing up. Then Marshall was was top dog. Now Etheridge is up there as well, but great keeper for Cardiff. Marshall is um, for pure nostalgic reasons. I just I love the guy. Um, I think you know I've supported Cardiff my whole life, but that era of you know Marshall, Bellamy, Whitner, McPhail, like that squad it has a very you know very. Cl- I try, try, try struggling to find the word, but it's <laughs> um, you know I just love him, mate. He's yeah. uh he's my favourite Cardiff goalkeeper of all time. Neil Alexander, close second, obviously, but um yeah, I was gutted when he left a hole. 
Well, let's not forget as well, when we were in the Premiership under Malcolm Kyle and then Solskjaer, <coughs> pardon me, Marshall was, was outstanding. And didn't he get in the, the Premier League team of the season as well? Yeah, yeah, he was in the uh, Sky's Premier League team of the season. I remember that. And I think a lot of people unfairly said he was only in the Premier League team of, se- team of the season because he had more saves to pull off. I, I, although I agree with that to an extent, it was I. I think without Marshall that season, we would have picked up about ten points. He was insane. That he he saved us so many times, almost the same as Etheridge did last season. To be fair, yeah, kind of a great both season in the top flight. Two kind of great keepers that have kept us kept us in it unexpectedly, almost. Yeah, and you know, like I, th- I think we've been blessed at Cardiff with some great goalkeepers we don't seem to be plagued with terrible goalkeepers for a long amount of time obviously we'd be able to name a couple over the last 10-15 years but they haven't stuck around for long you know Stephen Bywater spring into mind straight away and that Demi Constant Poulos however you pronounce oh, God, it yeah, yeah um, but yeah it'd be nice to see Marshall again playing against us um, yeah good luck to him at Wigan obviously and Wigan you know Expected to, to struggle for relegation as well, and, and two big, big losses in in Nick Powell and and Reece James, who who's returned back to Chelsea on loan. And you know, there's not too many players there that that you look at and think could really trouble Cardiff. Apart from maybe Pilkington, who might be hungry to get something against their their form club. And it, it's a game, like you said, we should we should definitely be winning. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like um, you know, Pilkington's definitely got a few goals in him. He scored five in eight, I think, for Wigan when he joined them and you know Josh Windus can score goals I I don't know out of their team who are prolific though and yeah I'd be disappointed mate without three points that's all I can say absolutely and and for you Gaz who who starts up front if we get Glatzelin maybe he feels a bit early Medine Danny Ward and and I've been quite impressed with Omar Bogle as well in pre-season I know there's a few fans you know shouting for him to get another chance so who gets the nod for you um oh it's it's difficult it's a difficult question because i don't think medine has shown anything positive for me um that shows that he can be a starting championship striker like i've got to be honest uh for us anyway um danny ward i would choose although he was also absolutely abysmal against nice i would choose danny ward yeah, interesting. But Bogle obviously did well when he came on against Nice, created a few chances. He's yeah, looking in he's looking in good condition. He is, yeah. I don't think he's ready to start for us straight away. It'd be great to have him around on the bench. Yeah. Um someone who's kind of phased into our our team. Um, you know, he, he could have scored two or three goals against Nice, so you can't question his positioning, but his finishing was pretty poor that game. But, you know, you've got to go with Ward because you know, you look at how Ward was playing in the Premier League, and then he got injured just before his yeah. injury. Yeah, it's true. you have to start him if he's fit. Everyone, guys, it's been great to to chat to you and kick off the season, the first one, uh, first game of the season. Before I let you go, what's your prediction? Um, I'm going to go with two 0 Cardiff. Perfect. Well, guys, thanks again for joining us. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Gareth Bakery or if you want to follow the football podcast it's at G4J Podcast Perfect, well hopefully we've gained a few uh, Maltese listeners from uh, your fan base and uh, <laughs> we'll speak to you again soon guys, cheers mate Nice one Scott, cheers mate
Well, you know the drill. We like to get the opposition point of view here at View from the Ninian. And this week, we're chatting to Chris, a Wigan fan, part of the the Pie at Night podcast. Hi, Chris. Hi, uh, you okay? Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, not bad. Looking forward to the weekend, for the start of the football season. Yes, yeah, it's great to get the, the game, the season underway. And, you know, for Cardiff, uh, obviously, a trip to Wigan is a good start to the season. For you guys, how are you judging... Cardiff is the first game of the season for you? Um, it, I think sometimes it's always nice to be at home, first game of the season. Um, it's Cardiff obviously got relegated out of the Premier League last season and I think to some extent for us, it'll depending on how it goes, will be a marker of what we can do this season. Um, obviously, I think a lot of people make, make a point of the parachute payments when you come down, but there is a massive disparity in budget between yourselves and ourselves. Yeah, um, we're despite um, being taken over by um, Hong Hong Kong Investment Group last season, don't seem to have, have been anything yet other than just keeping afloat. More than anything, we've seen, or it's been we're well documented in the news what's going on with Bolton and Berry, which aren't too far away from us. Yeah. So just just staying solvent at the minute is um, is a massive thing for, for us for the time being. There's quite a few of our fans have been moaning about we've been taken over by the this Chinese investment group or Hong Kong investment group, and they seem to have a bit of money behind them, but we don't seem to be spending it. And um, but then there's this stuff come out recently that they've been putting in nearly half a million pound a week throughout last season just to keep us going. So mm. there's also um, Nick Powell left us and went to Stoke and we apparently made quite a decent offer in terms of wages for him before he left on a free. So th- I think I think wait, there is a bit of money there. It's just being prudent with it. And last season you finished 18th in the Championship. And what can you yeah. tell us about that season? Was that a good season for you? Yeah, I think bearing in mind that we'd been up and down between League One and the Championship for the two, three years before that, I think at the start of the season... Any Wigan fan would have said just staying up was the aim. Um, we had a decent start to the season. We were playing quite well. We were up in up into the top six towards the end of September, uh, early October time, and then we got hit with injuries. At, at one point, all all four of our first choice sort of front four, two forwards and wingers, were all out injured. And if you take that out of any side, they're going to struggle. Your first choice attacking for a good if you take that out you're going to struggle so we did have quite a period of struggling and one thing and another we just didn't seem to be able to string a run of results together and then we sort of came good towards the end and that and that meant that we stayed up but we did we did certainly flirt with relegation for a long period of the season for so far from october onwards yeah. but staying staying up was more than enough absolutely and you mentioned nick powell who, who's departed was kind of your main creative uh, yeah. Player and he also lost Rhys James, who was who was hugely impressive at, at right back. He's returned to uh, yeah. to Chelsea on loan. How how do you rate your transfer business so far? Cardiff fans obviously be interested to see David Marshall again. Um, you signed him from Hull, yeah, yeah. and obviously you've got ex Cardiff man Anthony Pilkington as well. But how would you rate your your, your transfers this summer? Um, like you mentioned, Powell going is an absolute massive loss. Not just in terms of the goals that he scored for us, but the creativity that was there. Yeah, and I think I think it, it's not that he's irreplaceable as such, but he's very difficult to replace, and we don't seem to have done that yet. Um, 
Robinson, uh, sorry, Reese James, like you said, was massive. He played he played between right back and central midfield, and at one point spent a long period in central midfield, sort of anchoring the central midfield, and and yeah, again was massive for us. Um, he has been raved about in terms of how well he played, but I think some of it was um, escalated by how poor everyone else around him was. So it made him stand out like a sore thumb, but he is a good player. And I've no doubt that at some point in the future, he'll he'll probably play for Chelsea's first team. Um, In terms of transfer business, we've, we've brought in the, um, the left back that we had on loan from Everton, Robinson, who, who was good for, for a long period last season. We've signed him, we've signed a midfielder from Brentford that he seems to have done all right in, in, um, in pre-season McLeod. But apart from that, we haven't really done much. Pilkington, we signed him last January and um, he was in and out of the team. Don't know whether he was struggling with injuries or fitness or what have you, but he was in and out. But you'll probably know better than me. He seemed to he seemed to show flashes of brilliance, but um, was sort of up and down with his form. But I, I think I'm more confident in the fact that um, we've got a settle back four. Going into last season, we had a very young defense defensive back four and um, goalkeeper, and we got what we had in Walton, who we had a loan from Brighton that we had for two years running. So starting a championship season with with a very young and newly put together back four wasn't great, but I think we seem more solid already throughout the preseason games we've we've played. We've played both Everton and Burnley, and Everton was a nil nil draw, but never really looked like conceding against a strong Everton team and uh, Burnley we were 2-0 down after about 10 minutes but managed to claw it back to a 2-2 draw so against two decent Premier League teams there we've had two decent results Okay And Chris going into the Saturday's game who's who's the man that Cardiff should look out for the danger man for Wigan Um, So it's quite hard to say this early in the, in the season It is um our our sort of two wingers if they end up playing um, Gavin Massey plays sort of right wing or right wing back he scored two goals against Leeds late on last season when Leeds were pushing for promotion and we were struggling and we needed a big result and we sort of derailed season Leeds season by beating them after being 1-0 down and uh, only 10 men early on we came back on 1-2-1 and it was Gavin Massey that scored two goals and he started the season last season flying him him and Michael Jacobs over on the left wing was flying um, Josh Windass who plays sort of as a striker come forward who many thought would um, fill the void left by Nick Powell not in terms of um, being able to but in terms of the position he plays has, has got a goal in him somewhere it's whether he can find his, his scoring boots because he gets a lot of chances but doesn't seem to put that many away yeah, he was, right. he was linked yeah. to Cardiff for a few years, actually, when that's... Yeah. yeah. And finally, Chris, before I let you go, what's your score prediction for the weekend? Mm, I don't know. These games early, so early on in the season are so hard to judge. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know much about the Cardiff team, to be honest. Is, it, <laughs> is, is Warnock still manager there? Has he gone? Yeah, no, Warnock's still on. manager. Yeah, and we, we, we've held most of our squads, and so it's looking yeah. quite a strong squad, to be honest with you. yeah. And that's, I think, when you come down like that, it's keeping all the most of your players. It gives you the best chance of going up because if you've got a settled side um, from the season before, I think I think you'll do all right. Um, I'll take a draw now. <laughs> anything, less than, 
anything less than a defeat to start the season is a good way off because I think a good way to start because I think sometimes you you get a loss on the board early doors and it's hard to recover from it, isn't it? Yeah, almost almost undoes all that hard work in in pre-season. Yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. thanks so much for for joining us and uh, good luck for the for the season and hopefully uh, hopefully not too much on Saturday. <laughs> no problem. All right, thank Cheers, you. Chris. Bye.